Welcome to The Marissa Morrison Show, where you'll discover your inner power to create the life you desire. I'm Marissa, and I began my business as a 19-year-old, single mom, broke, and in college. Today, I run a seven-figure business that teaches entrepreneurs how they can have it all without the frustration and overwhelm. Abundance, peace, joy, and overflowing love are available to you. And I'm here to show you the way to a richer, more vibrant life that radiates into your business, bringing you higher profits and profound fulfillment. You see, when you connect with the miracle that is you, you become an unstoppable force that doesn't need to push for success. Consider this an invitation to step into a new world of possibilities, empowering perspectives, and radical breakthroughs. Buckle up and get ready to see the world around you in an entirely new light. This is your life, and you don't need to wait to experience your dreams. It all starts now. Oh my goodness, this is going to be such a good one. Buckle up, you're in for a treat. We're going deep, we're going there. We're going to talk about real money blocks and how to increase your profits by removing these things from your life. And I'm about to really radically transform your mind. We are going to remove some old patterns and we are going to get into the nitty gritty of what it means to attract money, profits, abundance, wealth, freedom of experience into your life. Because my friend, that is what you so deserve. Now, if you're on this podcast and you're listening to this episode, obviously you clicked it because you desire profits. But it doesn't mean that you necessarily feel good when you think about money or that you feel worthy of it. And it's likely that that right there is the block. It's identifiable. You can sense it and feel it in the sensations of your body. And so we're going to talk all about how to increase your profits by removing those blocks to money. And as you know, like anything here on the show, it does not happen overnight. You're not going to watch this episode or listen in and just automatically be healed. This is something that takes true intentionality on your part, awareness of the thoughts that come. And just by listening to this lesson here today, you are already miles ahead of where you were from whenever you first started this lesson. Because the seeds that I am going to plant in your mind today are going to mature. And at the right time, that's perfect for you. It will manifest into a realization that is known, that is felt, that is a new belief for your subconscious that will then create that wealth, that profit, those desires that you hold in your heart. Because guess what? It's all possible. So when I was growing up, I heard many different things. And I think for us to really begin this conversation of healing our past relationship and our past experiences with money that now are what we're experiencing today that are blocks, we got to go back. We got to look back like, where did this all begin? How did this show up? Where did I first hold on to this belief? And why did I hold on to this? Does this serve me? And for me, I grew up with a dad that was very successful he was the CEO of his business at the peak of his career. He had 13 locations and he was ultra successful. However, my experience with money was directly related to my actions. And so even though I grew up with abundance all around me, 
Whenever it came time for me to have a birthday present or maybe it was an allowance, I went to a school where, you know, it was a private school and all the kids really had new jewelry and new clothes and I couldn't. And so while this may seem, okay, Marissa, you sound kind of privileged here, maybe I was, but it's all contextual and it's all perceived by the viewer. So let's honor each other in our stories here. And in my experience, it was that my dad was like, you didn't listen to me, so you don't get money. And I had to act or please him or do whatever it was that he wanted in order to have money. Half the time, that was not what I was going to get. I spent most of my teenage years begging for the money, begging to get what I wanted, and I did not get it. And so although I did not have lack, although I was extremely blessed, and I am very aware of that, and I'm so thankful for that, I also had this relationship with money that was like, you know, my dad had it, but it wasn't for me. I wasn't good enough to get it. I wasn't doing the things he wanted to get it. And so that was my initial relationship with money. Further, my dad also compared me to my siblings who were all very successful and who had money. And so there's this element of me being good enough because my siblings were good enough. So if I was good enough, then I would have money. But I'm not good enough, so I don't have money. And so that was my initial relationship with money. And it really was a measure of my success, essentially, a measure of my worthy ability, if you will, (laughs) my worthiness, my ability to be worthy. And so right now, let's go back together and we're going to have like a moment of true, false, true, false. You know, you heard this in your past or you didn't. So I'm going to go through a few phrases that are very common narratives that people, humanity grow up with. And that is, that's too expensive. We don't have money for that. Money doesn't grow on trees. Money won't make you happy. Don't ask for money. We don't have it. Just work hard and you'll earn money. Don't get into debt and you'll be fine. That's for rich people. Money is the root of all evil. Okay, any one of those, I have a feeling, I have a knowing in my soul that at least one of those statements you grew up hearing. You know, whether it was the curiosity or the worry and stress that would there be food on the table, that dinner, we can't buy this toy because we have to pay for food. Maybe that's how you grew up. Or there's so many extremes here and different sides of the spectrum. And first and foremost, we tend to do this often. I've shared this before, but we always will say, someone has it worse than me. So, you know, I should really just be thankful or I should just get over it, right? And that is actually a form of suppressing our own emotions and not honoring how we felt. And so right now, let's just honor how you grew up. We're not comparing it to anyone else. We are solely and singularly focusing on your breakthrough, okay? Because whenever you have breakthrough, guess what? You empower other people around you to also experience breakthrough. So you overcoming these blocks is actually for the greater good. So let's narrow in our focus. Let's not compare our story or like make it not important in our minds. Let's honor it. What it is is what it is, and it's part of who you are. And going back here and identifying what did I hear in the past 
that I am still saying in my present. This can become a major element to your self-awareness and to your healing of these blocks. Now, if we really think about it, whenever we think of money is the root of all evil, you know, actually love of money, the greed of money. I'll never forget when I had this portion of my experience back whenever Devin had a traumatic brain injury and he was going through this discovery or rediscovery, I should say, of who he was. Like after the traumatic brain injury, for those of you who don't know, in 2020, Devin, my husband, fell about 15 feet and he landed on his skull headfirst in a skate bowl. If you've ever been to like a skate park, you know, they have those concrete bowls. He was dropping in with his bike. It was dark. His tire never caught. It was one of those bowls you're actually supposed to start inside of and not drop in, but it was the sunset was happening. And so he did not see that. And he hit his head and we had to rush him to the hospital. It was quite the experience. We didn't really realize what was happening until the next day. And he had an emergency craniotomy. From that moment on, you know, who he was was evolving and his brain wasn't working the same, caused a lot of frustration, confusion and identity, and just really a lot of frustration, overwhelm and depression. And so during this time, you know, him and I, it was about 18 months later, it was 2021, and we were desperate for answers. And we were seeking God and we were really trying to uncover truth. Devin was reading a book called Ramtha, which is recommended and also a part of the transformation of Joe Dispenza, Dr. Joe Dispenza, who I love and have learned so much from. And Devin was reading this book. He was sharing things with me. I was reading the New Testament and I was, you know, looking up the original terminology of the word, the original meaning of the words, how they were meant at that time in the context of those words. And oh my goodness, everything about what I believed and thought started to transform. I started to see things deeper. It was a lot of the same beliefs, but they were deeper. And right now I'm in America. And so I know many Americans are Christians. It is one of the most popular religions of the world. And during this time, I also became very interested in other religions and understanding Buddhism and Muslim and the Tao and many other practices and religions of our world and how we as man identify God. Because while, yes, it is important to reflect on where you grew up, right, and what was the context and what neural patterns were being given to you as a child, because we all know in science, at least those in neuroscience, it's very well-known fact that before the age of seven, that's whenever you're identity, personality, the patterns of thought are being established. And those patterns do evolve and continue to evolve into adulthood. And it's not to say that you're stuck at your seven-year-old self, but many of the things within us that we don't realize why we're stuck or what's holding us back oftentimes are from those younger years. And so in those younger years is when we were also introduced to the religion of our parents and what and who God is. And so this belief that, you know, money is evil begins not only from what we hear and experience with our parents, but also what we're told in a religious setting. And I just want to pause right here. I honor 
every single one of you, every single religion that there is, I think it is beautiful and I honor it. There's space for that here. This is not about alienating certain religions. I am speaking from my own experience. I was raised in a Christian home. My father was Catholic. My mom was non-denominational. And this was a very big part of me also understanding money. And so my hope here is that we can come together in harmony and unity and have an open mind and an open heart about how this element of money is so deeply rooted, not only in our upbringing, but also in our beliefs and relationship around God. And so in this, whenever we really dig deeper into this, which we're going to do here, okay, I told you, I am not about surface level. I am about, we're going to get to the core of this together today, okay? And so there is a verse that says, it's harder for a rich man to enter the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter the kingdom. You cannot have two masters. You cannot love God and money. So when you actually pause, and it's not common for us human beings to do this because we're taught this as young children. So when we read it, we're reading it with the belief of what was instilled with us as children. And so we just see it for face value. But I want to challenge you, whatever your faith may be, whatever book you may read, really read it like it's for the first time. Ponder the context and the deeper meanings of the words that you're reading. And when you do, this veil will be lifted and you will see for the first time. And so when you're really digging into this, as we'll continue to do here together, you will see that it is the intention and the mindset of the entity that has the money that creates the quote unquote evil. It's not money itself. Money is simply energy. And when we attach it to greed, to selfishness, to not wanting to share and to give unto others, sure, that can be perceived as evil. But what about people who are making a really big difference in the world, who are giving back and creating opportunities? Is that evil, right? And so we really have to get into what does it really mean to us? Because everything I've learned, money is attracted. It's not actively pursued. It's just like if you have a guy that you really like or a gal that you really like, and you know, you're pursuing them so heavily, they're probably going to be turned off and like, like okay, you're kind of clingy. I'm not interested. Money is the same way. So are your dreams and anything you want to manifest. When you're like so attached and you've got to have it, and it's like this desperation for it, it's the opposite energy that's going to bring it into your life. And so in our lives, this will manifest in our inner beliefs and how we think and how we act. Money, oftentimes for many people, represents fear, and it leads to desperation to make money, to pay bills. It can be really terrifying, and that sensation fills our body when we think of debt or like investing in our businesses. It's, you know, super fearful to wonder when we're going to get the next client. And we feel, you know, guilty if we celebrate ourselves with nice things and we'll tell ourselves, you know, oh, I need to earn it or I don't deserve it, you know, and I don't, I don't want to be greedy. And we'll have these inner narratives around money and just talk ourselves out of so many opportunities and beautiful actions that we'll give unto others and to ourselves. And this relationship with money creates stress. And what happens whenever we are stressing and quite literally freaking out about money, even if we have it, even if we don't, 
as human beings, we still, regardless of what's in your bank account, we still are likely to freak out about money. And so when this happens, our brains quite literally are incoherent. Our brains are not functioning how they're actually supposed to. And so we have a release of stress hormones. Blood is sent to our limbs because when fear is activated, we are activating the state of survival. And in doing so, we are getting ready. Our body, our biology is getting ready to run, to flee, to get away from the monster who's about to attack us. That's what stress and fear do to our bodies. And this creates you know, illness and disease. And there's so much research on that as well. But when that happens, the brain does not have the blood supply that it needs. It's in the state of solving the problem versus seeing the beauty in the solution. So when this happens, our brain is not able to really connect with our soul, which is leading and guiding and loving and caring for us every moment. And in this, we have a lack of clarity, a lack of confidence, and a lack of passion because we are just trying to survive. So when we're in this state, we create, I hate to say it, but I'm going to be honest with you, we create that which we do not desire. The hustle, the push, the pressure, the frustration, the overwhelm, the discontent, because as long as we're in this state of, I never have enough, we are reaffirming to ourselves a separation to being enough, to being worthy, to being whole. And in order to attract money, it begins from within. And the truth is, is that even whenever we achieve financial success, so for example, someone may, this is a very common goal for entrepreneurs, they'll say, okay, I just want to get my first six figures. But as soon as they get that first six figures, they're off to the next thing. And there's still, even at six figures, there is still this desire for more money, this desperation for more money, this fear around money. It doesn't really leave just because you have more money. That pattern is still there. And all that push and all that hustle that you had to get to six figures in your mind, you don't really see a path to increasing your profits without more hustle, without more hard work, because that's the only way that you're going to ever make money is by proving your worthiness and proving that you've done something to earn it and that you deserve it. But there's a tricky part of this. What you believe is what you perceive. So therefore, your brain, it's really good at this. It's going to show you proof of that. Whatever you believe, it's going to show you. So if you've ever desired a Toyota and like you're in the market for a new car and you want a Toyota Camry, let's just say. It's a brand new Toyota. You've been watching it for a while and you're like, oh my gosh, that car is so fun. I want that thing. Okay. And so you're looking on the market, you're looking online, you are driving a car that's 10 years old, let's say, and you're just, you know, on the road looking for a new car. And you're not shopping today, but it's something that you've been kind of looking at and thinking about. If you've ever been here looking for a car, you start seeing that type of car everywhere. You start, oh, there it is. Oh, there's another one. There's another one. Think about it today. If you've ever seen a matte finish on cars, watch from today. Because we've had this conversation over the next week, next month, you're going to start to see a matte finish. Your brain is going to show it to you. It's your reticular activating system that does this. It is to help you and to 
keep you alive. We have to recognize patterns. But this is also how we form our recognition of reality. You know, facial recognition, for example, because we recognize people around us, we know who our spouse is, who our children are, who our parents are. But without this ability to recognize pattern, we would see many different faces and never recognize anyone. We would just immediately forget who they are. And so our brain is really, really good at holding a pattern and showing it to us. And what we believe is what we perceive. Therefore, the brain is going to show you proof. And it does. It does a really, really good job of that. And so, you know, you'll see nice things and think, oh, that's that's for rich people. Because your brain is reminding you and giving you proof that that is true. And so here's a confirmation for you. But in all actuality, There are also verses in the Bible, and again, whatever faith you may be, there are discussions and scriptures and different texts, ancient texts that also represent many of the same teachings that I'm giving you today. And so it talks about giving inheritance to your children. That is only done through developing wealth throughout your life. Talks about how hard work leads to prosperity and mere talk leads to poverty. This is one of my most favorite verses, which actually really transformed my own thought around money, not in terms of what I even give to the world, but who I am within my inner state and how that attracts money. Because it says, he who has, more will be given, and he will have abundance. But for him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. Because It's about the energy that you hold. And if you want to attract abundance in your life, you must first be abundant yourself. Because when you have abundant energy within, when you are abundant, you attract abundance and more is given to you. When you are full of lack and fear and doubt, even that which you have will be taken from you. Or you will have to work really, 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 really hard to get it to get any momentum, to scratch your head. And so this relationship to money is a pretty big deal. But I want to tell you right now, we're going to strip this down. We're going to strip this down a little bit further. If we go back in humanity, like before there were roads, before there was any cities, you know, we're talking back whenever we lived on the land as humanity and we were scavengers and hunters and we would move across the land for the seasons and living this way, money was not a thought. Now we're much more evolved and we have much more wisdom and, you know, our brains, even the shape of our brains and the way they function has evolved. Certainly, of course. So you may say, why is this helpful? Well, if we can just go back and take this 30,000 foot view of humanity and its relationship to money It simply has evolved due to the fact of once we had railroads and roads that were then paved and cities that were then built, we began to trade services. And it was through trading that we then developed money. And that's all it really ever was, is, and as far as I'm concerned, ever will be. And so when we're caught up in money and having it, we are directly connecting our lack of worthiness to it. But the more that you spend time worrying about worthiness, you are leaking precious time and energy that you could be creating and serving and offering value to the world. So 
Big ahas right here, okay? Money is only energy. It's just paper. It's really a no thing. It's just like something that man made up. And I love this saying that I came up with back back in the day whenever I was having a lot of these realizations of my own. I realized like, okay, man created it, therefore we command it. And, you know, it is a man-made creation, money. And it's just a form of energy, of exchanging energy. And in a very real sense, you can replace this thought of money creating fear and transform it into money is love. Try exchanging that word in your conversations and in your own self-talk. Because with money, we are able to experience the vibrancy of life. We're able to help others and give back. We're able to do more research. We're able to have more exploration and breakthroughs in science and healing and medicine. We're able to expand our mission, our reach, our presence, and our impact in the world. We're able to live out all the experiences, the freedom that life has to offer while also contributing to others. That sounds pretty loving to me. That sounds pretty beautiful. Now, this isn't to say that everyone with money does this. And this is where that saying, the root of all evil is money. It's actually the root of all evil is the greed of money, <laughs> the love of money. Because if you love money and it's, you know, and you can transform that word, your obsession of money, attachment to money, need and desperation for money, well, then, yeah, you're going to struggle to get it. And when you do, you're probably, you know, not spending it on things that are going to be best for you because there's a disconnection to the value that money brings and your true worthiness of all things and all experiences. It's not even just money. It's your worthiness to experience all that life has to offer you. Because really, no material desire is the manifestation of money. It is the fulfillment of the soul through emotional experience and wisdom. Money is just a source. It is a channel. It is a possibility creator. But you must first be the possibility within, the abundance within to create more possibility for yourself. You've got to see it for yourself. So I'm going to go back to that saying, money is attracted. It's not pursued. Now, I'm going to give you a few principles here that I want you to work on in your mind and when you have your meditation or alone time, your journaling. I want you to come and reflect on these principles here and these practices. First is, and I've already said it, but don't desire abundance. Instead, be abundant. And so what this means is that you're operating from a place of wholeness, a place of total peace. In knowing that all that you desire is already on its way to you. I love this idea of everything that you desire is already in your future because if you desire it, it literally already exists. Like you can't desire it unless you're being called to it from your future self. And this is quantum science, so I'm not going to get into all of that, but it already is there. It's that or something better. And even if you have a goal or a dream that doesn't actually come to pass, it is therefore a stepping stone to something greater. Because there have been many things in my life that I thought I wanted or went after. And in fact, when I went after it, I got a taste of it. And because of that experience, I then had wisdom that expanded into a new experience. For example, whenever I started coaching entrepreneurs, 
I was there to teach business. But because I followed that dream and that desire, that calling, I then discovered the inner elements and inner workings of what makes business work in the first place. It's our inner being. But I never would have tapped into that if I didn't first follow the initial dream. And so this, my friend, is absolutely vital to you attracting money, is to let go, to become abundant yourself. And part of that is also tapping into your gratitude. Because no matter where you are in your walk in life, you have so much to be grateful for. You have free will. You have a sound mind. You have the freedom of thought. You have breath in your lungs, blood flowing through your veins in a heartbeat. There are people around you that love you. And I guarantee you that that is enough to gain immense gratitude within your heart and in your soul. And it is from this place that abundance will become available to you. Because when you are whole, you are of greater service. You have more to give. You have more creativity and more ideas of how to give back. And so through being abundant, you then are of greater service. You take greater risk. You have greater faith in all things, knowing that it's going to work out. But that must first be within before you will ever experience abundance. If your focus is just on the result, you'll never do the thing. Now, the next thing is to be neutral to money. I know, I know, sounds kind of backwards, but it is your neutrality to money that then creates opportunity. What you see in your bank account right now, don't get caught up in it. We tend to get extremely caught up in our bank accounts and what's there, what's wrong with it, how it needs to change. But really, your bank account today is just a reflection of a previous energetic signature. It's an old pattern. It doesn't mean that it is a reflection of who you are in this moment or tomorrow or what you're capable of. It just is like, okay, this is how much you loved yourself because money is love. And when we love ourselves, we are abundant. When we accept all that we are, we flow with new ideas and creativity and service to the world. And so therefore, we get more money because we're giving more. <laughs> so we receive. And so being neutral to money removes the necessity, the fight or flight that's activated in the brain, and therefore you have more clarity and confidence. Now, remaining neutral allows you to shift your energy and time towards productive thoughts, emotions, and actions. Because remember, like I said, when you worry, you are leaking out precious time and energy that could be given to service, which when you give service, just like when money was first created as a form of trade, it was for service. So let's just take it for face value, for data, not from an emotional place, but just a sense of, I have so much to give. But again, that has to begin from within you. You have to believe that you have so much to give. And so this relationship with money certainly runs deep. This neutrality around money will also establish a trust in a higher power. You can also refer to this as a knowing that it will come into your future. Because when you do not trust, you then 
come into this state of mind that you need to control, that you need to shape the circumstances. And if something unexpected shows up, you are not going to depend on yourself, believe on yourself, and believe in, you know, infinite intelligence that, hey, this experience in front of me, I didn't plan for it, but there's a gift here. There's a blessing here, a miracle here, and I'm going to be open to it. Because many times we will shut the door on miracles, possibilities, and higher profits because we're talking ourselves out of it or it's not in alignment with our daily schedule and it certainly isn't on our to-do list and it's going to slow us down and so we just don't have time for it. And so being open, being willing to see things through acceptance and being able to see it as part of your path to abundance is a part of attracting money. Next, watch your words and your spending. What you say will reflect what you believe. So I have found in my own experience, and I've shared this before, but many times I'm like, I feel uncomfortable. I have this weird sensation in my body. I don't really know what's happening. I can just feel that something's off. And I know that I don't have a healthy relationship with X, Y, and Z. And in this case, we're talking about money. And so when you have that sensation, many times it's about just connecting with a sensation, not judging it, and just slowly letting it go. But ultimately, you will reveal to yourself your beliefs by what you say. One of our previous episodes, we talked about productivity. And, you know, I said, you know, hey, if you're saying I never have enough time, then that's a belief that you hold deep within. So if you are saying things out loud, that's too expensive. That's for rich people. We don't have that kind of money. You know, we got to pay the bills first or else we're not going to be able to eat. You know, what are you saying that is revealing an inner belief for yourself? Because that's going to help you identify where you're getting stuck. So be careful of your words. And quite literally, every single choice that you make right now moving forward is creating new neural patterns because there is a constant tuning and pruning in our minds and our brains that is happening. And so when you say something repeatedly that is a limited thought, you are reaffirming it to your brain. And so if you want to transform your relationship with money, becoming super clear and aware of the things that you're saying, then transforming it into new statements or new phrases that are the opposite, you are then going to teach your brain little by little a new neural pattern. Now, this doesn't mean it's easy. If you imagine a forest, which I'm literally looking outside our forest, if you go walk through that forest, it's kind of, you got a lot of branches in the way, a lot of grown trees and things in the way. It's not like easy to just walk. You got to duck, you got to lift your leg higher, you know, you got to really make it through there. But if you think about a path that's already been created, a neural pattern is like a path that you can just walk through. It's already carved. It's already there. So it's easier to take that path of maybe fear or lack or feeling like there's not enough to go around. But to make a new neural pattern, you got to walk through the forest. You got to duck a little. You got to lift those legs. You got to push through. But the more that you do, guess what? A new path will form. So a month, a year, five years, you may hold very different beliefs of abundance, of possibility. Those old fears can be released. And so it is decision by decision, moment by moment of the words that come out of your mouth. And it all begins with being aware of what you're saying. Now, this doesn't mean that you're just going to change your beliefs by changing your words, but over time, with practice, with bringing yourself to awareness of the emotions that you're feeling and shifting those emotions into abundance and possibility, well then, my friend, 
you will transform your thoughts and your mind. Now, in terms of spending money, many people, when they don't have a healthy relationship with money, they will spend money on stuff, just stuff. A great documentary to watch is by The Minimalist. I actually don't know the name of documentary, but if you search The Minimalist, you will see it. And they have dedicated their lives to bringing awareness to how much stuff we just have. And you know, it's not really that great for our planet. We don't function that great in clutter. We hoard things. And, you know, so really becoming aware of where is your spending going? Because one thing that you want to ask yourself is, does this serve me? Because where you spend your money is where you're putting your energy. And so if it's just on stuff and nothing that's actually moving you towards your dreams and your goals, well, then that's self-sabotaging your future right there and what's possible. And it's just continuing that constant loop of I never have enough and you're creating that reality for yourself. So reflect on your spending and you know, ask yourself, is this going to serve me and move me forward? Is this really what I need? All right. Now, a final thought is realize, and I have a very strong practice here in a minute that we're going to do, and I really believe it's, it's very powerful. If you're driving, don't worry. You know, Hopefully you can come back to this when you are in meditation. And I actually will be very soon recording meditations for you guys because that is really where you're able to speak to your subconscious and transform many of those beliefs that are holding you back. But right now, just realize that you are a part of nature. We kind of forget this, don't we? And we are very much just like the flower, just like the birds that sing and the trees that blossom and have new leaves and go through the seasons. All things are provided for. And we will also always have just what we need. And it is when we fixate our mind on how what we have is not enough that we internally confirm that we are not enough because everything that we have right now is enough. We want more. We would like more. It doesn't feel good to barely scrape by and pay the bills or to have to ask people for help or whatever your, you know, experience has been that maybe has been somewhat traumatic. You know, maybe it's getting into debt and you just have this immense fear around it and feel trapped by it and whatever relationship you have with money, just realize that the focus on the negative, the fear that comes with it is an illusion. It's not actually real. And the less energy that you give to that, the more that you can tap into your own abundant essence that you are, the life force that you are, because you're a part of nature, you're a part of creation, and you are connected to all things. And that is where you have the power to manifest your wildest dreams. Now, as we close this episode, I want to give you some affirmations to carry with you. And like I said, if you want to come back to this, if you're driving right now, I want you to just kind of take a deep breath. I want you to get connected to the weight of yourself against the seat, feel the car vibrating, the wheel in your hand, and the light that is around you the sensations in your body, the colors of nature. Maybe you're passing trees or other cars. Maybe it's the clouds. Maybe there's a bird nearby. Whatever it is, just get very, very present to this moment. Let go of stresses, the hurry, the rush you might be in. Just come to this moment, okay? 
And this works whether you are meditating or not, but meditation, of course, is very beautiful, deep work. And so I'm just going to repeat and state some of these affirmations to you. And I really want you and you want yourself to let go of any guard, let go of any defensiveness, or if you feel yourself inside, reject a statement, just press through. Don't judge it. Just accept that you have that response. Be gentle to yourself, honor your feelings, and allow it to be a guidepost to your journey of, hmm, why did I react that way? Because it's in that curiosity, that childlike nature, that you can evolve from where you are today, all right? I see abundance everywhere. I am whole. Money flows easily to me. I am worthy. I offer blessings to the world. I am a miracle. People benefit and live better lives from me being truly me. I am a rich child of a loving universe. I receive money happily now. What I give is what I receive. I am a creative genius. Every struggle and failure offers a lesson that brings me closer to my desires. Nothing can get in my way. I am worthy of all experiences life has to offer. Money is available and flowing to me. My cup floweth over. All that I need is provided to me. I manifest my dreams with ease. The more I bless others, the more money that flows into my life. Money is a reflection of love and good. Money is a reflection of value given, and I have so much to give. I am whole. I am loved. I am worthy. I am. Now, it's already yours. Just take a deep breath. How does that feel? Now, that may have been challenging. It may have been hard. may have felt really good. You may have started tingling even, gotten goosebumps. Wherever you are is perfect. You are right where you need to be. Allow these seeds to blossom in your mind. And let me give you this final fruit or seed, food for thought. Patience is also required. In this journey of manifesting money and increasing profits, we must be patient. Can it happen within a month? Can you manifest things quickly? Absolutely. As soon as you attach time to your manifestation, you create limitation. So really hold on to patience by letting go. So you hold on by letting go, kind of ironic. But remind yourself to be patient. Remind yourself to trust because if you trust, then you're a patient. When you're not patient, you're saying, no, it needs to be my way this way now. And that's not the energy that's going to attract money to you because when you are in that state, you're focusing on how it's not enough. Again, reaffirming that you are not enough. And so really tapping into this idea that it's already coming, this trust, this faith, and this patience will allow you to be more present with yourself in this moment of now and the value that you have to give the world because there is no one on the planet that is you. There's no one. There never will be. This form, this expression of who you are today, this is it. 
And when we do not act in authenticity with who we are and alignment with where our soul is guiding us, we are then denying the world of the gift that we have to give. And right now, you may know what that gift is. You may have been avoiding and pushing it away and saying, I'm not ready or I have to do this other thing first and talking yourself out of it. Or maybe you're like, Marissa, I don't know what I'm good at. I don't know what my passion is or what I'm meant to do. And that's okay. Remember, this is about planting a seed that will mature in the right time for you. So that, again, in itself begins with trust. It begins with curiosity of who you are and what you were created to do. And why did you come into this life? You came here to certainly do something. And it's a part of giving back because all of humanity, we're really one. We're all humans with consciousness, with a soul that are here to discover, to experience, to share life together. It's our littleness that makes us think we're alone. And it's in our boldness, in our truest nature that we create unlimited possibilities for ourselves and for others. And money is just energy. It's a reflection of the value that we give. And we give value by being true to who we are and abundant from within first. And then it flows into us. I believe that it's already happening for you. You're already, just by listening to this episode, beginning to become aware of what's holding you back and tapping into those limitations. Because There is so much more for you, and it's already on its way. It's already yours. Can you see it? Do you see it? Do you feel it? Because it's yours, and it is desperately waiting for you. It's not desperate. It is patiently waiting, I should say, for you to align with it. It's a love that is so ferociously passionate about you that it's just going to wait It's not going to twist your arm and say, no, not that way. Do it this way. It's going to wait. But that abundance, it's ready and it's already yours. And all that you have to do is step into alignment to it. I love you. I adore you. And I cannot wait to hear from you. If this episode helped you in any way whatsoever, I want to encourage you to leave a review because that would mean so much to me as we are continuing this journey of sharing light and love and encouraging others in their journey because we're really all in this together. And remember, wherever you are right now, this is only the beginning. So even if your bank account doesn't look like you want it to, it's only the beginning. Remind yourself of that. It's not about yesterday. It's what you do next that transforms your life step by step, moment by moment. And there is no limit to what is possible for you. I love and adore you. And I will see you next time here on the Marissa Morrison Show. Here we are again at the conclusion of another episode. I'm sending you a virtual hug and I want you to know I am so proud of you for staying committed to your dreams. It's all possible and it begins with you. If you'd like to discover more support, visit marissamorrison.net where I have created opportunities for you to connect, expand, and to evolve into your greatest potential. Until next time, friend, I'm thinking of you and sending you all my love.